the uh, being snowed in gave us an opportunity to uh, watch some of our favorite movies, and maybe you did this Christmas season. And Cindy and I got to watch Home Alone. Uh, and very sound biblically, you know. Uh, uh, and we, we watched Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2, which was Lost in New York. And, and I might get this, if you haven't watched Home Alone, it goes something like this, that Kevin, a little boy, the, the runt of the family, and they have a, another family, their, uh, their cousins are all there, and, and so the house is filled with, with kids and noise and commotion, and they're going to go to Europe on a vacation, and so they... Uh, They've got to get up the next day, but all that day they're just scrambling to find places to sleep, and Kevin is always put down, and he gets mad, and he says, I wish you'd just leave me alone. Just wish you'd leave me alone, he says it several times, and well, he gets sent up to the attic to sleep, and so uh, that night the power uh, uh, gives out there in their house, and uh, alarms don't go off, and they've got two vans sitting out in front, uh, airport shuttles to give them rides to the airport, and, and they realize that oh, we've overslept, and they're just running, it's chaos, and kids, and adults, and, and chaos, and they, uh, finally they run out of the house, and they load up in the vans, and they drive to the airport, and, and they're late for their flight, and so they're running through the airport, and everybody is running, and they all think Kevin is with them, and then it shows back at the house, Kevin coming down the stairs, yawning in his pajamas, and hey, everybody, and nobody's there, and he's home alone. And this is great for Kevin. I mean, he, he can eat what he wants. He can watch TV all day long. He's just really enjoying it, having a great time. He can buy his own presents and, and uh, charge them. And so he was having a great time. Then the two uh, thieves come, and uh, then there's chaos in the house, and they would have been killed a dozen times if it was real life, uh, but they weren't. They always get up, even though they have dents in their heads and, and, and in their backs, but uh, it's finally, you know, Kevin realizes, oh, he, he gets really lonely. He's home alone, and so he wishes that they would come back, and, and if you haven't seen the movie, I won't tell you how it ends. Already did. Uh, anyway, uh, what it, it's a mo- Christmas movie, but it really it's the redemption story. How that God created man, and they were having a good time, and enjoying naming the animals and being in the garden. Then they thought, well, they would do better if they were alone. If they could be as God. If they could be in control, if they could eat whatever they wanted, watch whatever they wanted, buy whatever they wanted, then that would be the thing. That's what they wanted. And so they walked away from God, and they were left alone. And then they realized how lonely life can be. And that's a picture of us as well. We walk away from God, and we become lonely. Home alone. Oh, that reminds me, 
there are gifts out here up on, on the top of the mailboxes, and uh, they've got names on it. So before you leave, make sure you check up there. You might have one. I, I brought one in that I didn't have a name on it. Anybody, do you recognize this? I mean, I, nobody claiming it. Uh, I'll, uh, I'm going to open it then myself, and then maybe you, I hope it's not embarrassing. Uh, but let's see. It's light, so if you you're a light giver, this it is not a it's not a, a fruit cake. It would have fallen right through the bottom. So it's light, and but sometimes the best gifts are the lightest gifts. Have right, you figured that out, kids? I mean, when I was a kid, it was by weight. You know, ooh and ah, this is heavy. This is good. You know, then I got a little older and realized, hey, even light gifts can be good. You know, a check or something in there. So I'm counting on a check in here for lots of money. And, well, it doesn't look like a check. It looks cheap. There's no place to endorse there's no amount. In fact, it, it appears to be some kind of name, don't you think? Uh, Emmanuel. Uh, we had a missionary by the name of Manuel Gregory, so I'm assuming it's a name, Emmanuel. And it kind of has a Bible ring to it, doesn't it? So maybe <clears throat> we would find this in the Bible. Uh, so I could look in the dictionary, Bible dictionary, and find out what does this mean. And they send me to Isaiah chapter 7, and I'd like you to turn there. <clears throat> Help me figure out this gift. It, it seems light. It is light. It seems cheap. In fact, the writing is a lot like my writing on here. So, but it must be a name, and it must mean something, and just because it's light, and just because it looks cheap, doesn't mean that it is cheap. This, we might find out that this is the most valuable gift of all time. Let's see what it says here, looking up that name in the Bible dictionary, and I read Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Isaiah 7, 14, this is what it says. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. This is a Bible name, Emmanuel. Do we have any Emmanuels in our auditorium today, Emmanuel. So it must not be a too popular of a name, but uh, I, and maybe in your Bible also, has a cross-reference. What that means is that it, it's mentioned someplace else in Scripture. So my cross-reference says Matthew 1, verses 22 and 23. So let's find out what Matthew 1, 22 and 23 says about this name, 
Emmanuel. See if it's important. Emmanuel, Matthew 1, 22 and 23. This is what I find in Matthew 1. It must have something to do with this name. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child. We read that in Isaiah. Okay, so it does relate there. Behold, a a, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Okay, so there's the name. Which being interpreted is God with us. God with us. This morning, I want us to understand what that name means, at least a little bit, and maybe a little more than you already know. Maybe not, but might be just a reminder of what this name, Emmanuel, really means to us here in 2020 as we go enter the new year. What does it mean? Um, The true meaning of the name, God with us. How has it been in the past? Where has God been in the past? God has been above us in heaven as creator. With the Israelites, he has been above them in the cloud by day and the fire by night. He's been uh, with them a little bit or at least uh, down uh, among some in the temple, or in the tabernacle first, and there in the temple. And so, it is different now. What does it mean? I want us to to see that he is talking about the greatest reunion that could ever take place. God with man. He was with Adam and Eve to begin with. Then he, they walked away from him, and now we, in all of our sinfulness, in all of our rebellion, uh, what should we expect from a holy God? We should expect him to be finished with us, to, take, to wash his hands of us, uh, maybe to uh, annihilate us. But what does he do? He becomes God with us. He binds himself to us forever because of his work upon the cross. Committed himself to be near us until all eternity. And so uh, this is more than the Christmas story. It's really the Christmas miracle. Emmanuel God with us. He didn't just walk on the stage of earth and wave to the people and then walk off. He walked onto the stage of uh, earth and he lived with us. He touched the lepers. He healed the blind. He had compassion on those that, that needed him. The hungry he fed. The sick he healed. The demon possessed. He took care of God with us. It's not like the past. 
It is something brand new. The name is coming on so that we will not be, nor never be, left alone. My Aunt Iloe, and I've mentioned her a few times, and she's in her 80s now, and her husband, Uncle Willie, he died uh, a couple years ago. But uh, she started a ministry over in Nigeria, and it was to help rescue uh, ladies, give them hope. They had no other means of, of support other than prostitution there. And they lived in a, on a big garbage dump, uh, the largest, maybe the largest dump in the world. And so every day the kids go out and they uh, salvage through stuff, finding to have find something that they can sell, or something that they can eat. And the the uh, ladies that are there, they they come to Christ and they have no means of support. So Aunt Iloe uh, started shops where they had treadle sewing machines and they would sew uh, garments. And the ministry was Garments of Praise. That was her ministry. Now, she began that, I think, when she was 80. She's in her mid-80s now. She said, if, uh, if God can use an old cow like me, he can use anybody. And laid it upon her heart to go there. In her accounts of what she does, she says, well, uh, Willie and I, we we can't stay there in the place where they have a church and they have tents and hovels and stuff. We can't stay there. We need running water and we need to stay as healthy as we can. And so we stay in a hotel or someplace uh, that at least provides those things to her. But, she says, the pastor of their church and all of their church people live on this dump. They have shelters on the dump. They are living with their ministry, with those people. That's, what, uh, that's why Jesus Christ came to be with us, God with us. God becoming flesh and becoming with us, Emmanuel. Three things about this word, Emmanuel, shows us three things. First, divine grace, God's grace. Grace is giving to us what we don't deserve. And if anybody here thinks they deserve God's grace, then you haven't experienced God's grace. God gives his grace, bestows his grace upon those that realize the truth that we deserve nothing. And he provides it for us. And he, uh, he in some, this, this shows us his grace. He, he looks at us and he sees something that is precious. Now, what is precious about us? Nothing of ourselves. Uh, we prayed for Seth and Crystal as they're in China now and they're missionaries in Spain. But when Seth was little and a, a number of our other kids and grandkids I have this too. Seth had a blankie. That was his blankie. And he carried that blankie around. You know, for him, it was uh, 
home alone never, he had his blankie. Drug that around, and we looked at, watched that, looked at that, and uh, if you know Cindy, you know she was forever trying to get him to get rid of that blankie so that we could at least put, give him a different blankie, one that was better. But no, he, he had to have his blankie. And so uh, there was nothing good in that blankie. Lots of germs, disease, infestations of all kinds of things. You know, that's a picture of us. But for some reason, God uh, came to be with men. And so, uh, Emmanuel, God with us. There's nothing good to make us precious apart from what Jesus did for us. And that's die on the cross for us as sinners. No reason why God should love me. And when I hold my righteousness up before God, and I see his righteousness, I must hold, I must bow my head. Probably the same with you. Realizing there is no goodness within me. Why does he desire to be with me? God's grace. God with me. It's hard for me to know. No wonder it's called amazing grace. <laughs> it is amazing that he would show me grace. The thing I least deserve from him is what he gives to me. Jesus came to be closer to me. Hard to understand. He came to remove the barriers that I had set up between me and God. He wants to be with me. And he wants to be with you. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But something I do know is that he wants to be with me. Emmanuel. God with me. So I see that, that Emmanuel means God's grace, God's care. Emmanuel, secondly, means God's embrace. Not just his grace, but his embrace. It's an act of God's commitment. He has committed himself to me. We were in a hurry to get rid of God. We were in a hurry to get rid of Jesus. And I know we weren't back there then when they hung Jesus on the cross, but we just might as well have been. They just represented me. The one crying out, crucify him, crucify him. Even as the couple sang in the song this morning, uh, they, that could have been me, would have been me if I would have been there. And so uh, our broken relationship with God of Emmanuel, God with us. It wouldn't surprise me that God would reject me, but he didn't. He wanted to be with me. His embrace. How did he embrace me? Jesus said, I go away, but when I go, I'm going to send unto you another just like me. In fact, that's what that word another means. 
just like me. It's not saying another book and, and not comparing a Bible to a hymnal and saying, I'm going to go away, and Jesus is considered the Word, and I'm going to send to you a hymnal. No, he's going, he said, I'm going to go away. I'm going to send another just like me. When we consider the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. Just like. No wonder we can say, well, I've got Jesus uh, in my heart. Uh, because the Holy Spirit dwells within us. And he is just like Jesus, God with us. He has embraced me. He has embraced you as well. And so, uh, do you know of anybody else that is that committed to you? How difficult is a friendship or a relationship, uh, how difficult is it to sever that relationship? What would your spouse, your wife, or your husband have to do to make you so upset that you would say, I'm out of here? Now, for some, it's surprisingly little. I'm out of here. If you don't like the way I burn toast, then I'm out of here, you know? It doesn't take too much. Maybe it takes a little more. But complete rejection, total rejection, would you say, I'm out of here? Probably. What did God do? He says, I'm in. I'm going to be with you and going to send the Holy Spirit to indwell you. God with us as a baby in a manger. God with us as a man hung on a cross. God with us as the Holy Spirit indwelling us, committed to us for eternity. Who else in your life is that committed? Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Lastly, it means permanence. Closeness, God's closeness to us. Uh, we will be with him in heaven and we will never be alone. Home alone? Never. Not for, not for believers. Now, if you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ, you need to do that. Or you will forever be alone. Forever. You will not have God with you. And God not only, uh, he, he's the great shepherd. He went looking for us in our lostness to seek us out. And he went into the, the hills as the lost sheep to find. And he goes into the mud huts. He goes to the garbage dumps. He goes to the back alleys. He goes to apartments. He goes to condos and the suburbs and mansions and everywhere in between. He goes there seeking us to be Emmanuel to us, God with us. And he has promised us, as he did in Matthew, Matthew 28, as he, uh, his last words are, you know, I, I will be with you until the end of the world. The permanence of Emmanuel. What kind of response do we give him in return? Uh, sometimes we just expect it. Yeah. And we do what we want. And we live just like Kevin. Uh, and and we, we forget about God's uh, working in our own life 
And so uh, Jesus came to deliver us. Are we going to be faithful to him? Are we going to deny him? Even as some of the disciples denied Christ, maybe that's where we're at as well this morning. Jesus made full contact with us because that's what love is, uh, full contact. Jesus smelled us up close, all the filth and the rottenness of us. He tasted the worst in cruelty firsthand. He witnessed our own self-centeredness. We were that way or we are that way, but he wouldn't back out of the deal. He went to the cross. God with us. It's proof of his commitment to us. Do we act like we're committed to him? And that's the question. With him, he's with us. Moment by moment, I pray that we will live for him moment by moment. Let's pray. Father, You have given so much for me. And I know the song says, how can I do less than give him my best and live for him completely after all he's done for me? And yet I recognize that I fall short of that. Lord, I pray for others that might recognize that this morning. That they might make certain of their own salvation and make certain of their own commitment for Jesus Christ. That when, when we hear that word, Emmanuel, we will we'll know that God is with us. But might we repeat, we are with God. That we might stand for you. Be your lights in a world of darkness. Lord, give us the courage to be testimonies throughout our dark world. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.